Welcome back to His and Hers Movie Podcast. This is episode number 45, featuring a review of the Witchcraft sequel to The Craft, and that is The Craft Legacy, which came out this year, a few weeks ago, um, back in October. I guess it'd be uh, over a month ago at this point. But I am one half of your hosting duo, JP, podcasting on this December 4th, 2020, and joining me tonight, we're both podcasting out of Southwest PA. We have Carly. What's going on? Not too much. Not too much. I just came from work. I delivered a DoorDash and it was rainy and foggy out and very dark. But now I am here recording with you. Cool. So this is a double header for me because right after we finish this episode... I go into a recording session with 22 shots, so I'm probably going to be a little exhausted by the end, considering those shows tend to run around five hours or more, which is uh, scary. (laughs) You chose to do this. I know. Well, I didn't want to record last night because I, I got a little sick feeling from the popcorn that we ate, which we'll talk about a little later in the movie that we went and saw. Which happens yeah. to me sometimes. Um, if I eat too much popcorn, I get sick. I still don't feel good. Like I, I feel like I just have heartburn, and I feel like I still have the taste of popcorn in my throat, and I can't get it out, and it's horrible. Mm, I hear you. So, uh, this is kind of a shorter turnaround again. I think after this, though, we should be back to just one recording a week. Yes. Yeah. So... Yeah, um, let's see here. Anything going on? Anything exciting from this past week for you? Anything exciting? Um, trying to think. No, not really. Um, don't think I've really done much since we last recorded besides you and I and our adventure last night. Uh, no, I've had pretty much a boring life. (laughs) What about you? Um, when was the last day that we recorded? was that on crap what did we even do it was the wolf of snow hollow i think that was on fat was it fat mm, okay i think so wait what day is it well, uh... oh and wait <laughs> uh, uh sunned perhaps because i had to take monday no, off it was yeah that's when it was or we recorded Monday. I don't remember. No, I think it was I think you're right, it was Sunday. Either yeah. way. So less than a week here, so um don't have a ton of watches, don't have a ton of stuff to get to. Uh so the the one thing that I wanted to bring up, which I'll probably end up talking about this on twenty two shots as well. Um, but I don't know if you saw the news um, that came out, but it's it's pretty devastating for someone like me and someone like you. Uh, now, it's not the end of the world, but it's pretty uh, grim in terms of, you know, what could happen. And yes. that is that um, I believe Warner Brothers... I'm looking for the article here. I should have been a little bit more prepared, but Warner Brothers is electing to uh, 
send their theatrical horror films on same day release as theatrical um, to HBO Max. So HBO Max is a new um, streaming service, which it's funny when you think back in the day when there was only Netflix and then there was Hulu and then there was uh, Prime and then there was Shudder and then there was CBS All Access and then there was um, HBO Max and Disney Plus. Like it's, it's kind of interesting and ESPN Plus, it's kind of interesting how the streaming movement is in complete full effect and it's pretty much dominating how we consume media so like we used to watch tv and we still do for like football and other things but uh, now you can watch a lot of the games on on streaming apps too and i think that you know the whole cutting the cord movement which which was really prevalent a year or two or five ago uh is even in more effect but it's kind of i kind of like it and i don't because on one hand it allows you to pick what you want right like you don't have to pay for a cable package and get a bunch of stuff you don't want just to get the stuff you do want but at the same time it's like okay i spend personally you know, $15 on Netflix or whatever it costs, $15 on Prime a month, and then uh, I think $15 for a combined of Disney Plus, uh, Hulu, and uh, what's the other one? Uh, ESPN Plus. And then I spend, I don't know what I pay for Shutter. It used to be five, it could be more now, I don't even know. Uh, it went then, up a dollar. Okay, so six for Shutter, which is still the steal of the century when you're talking streaming services. Yeah. And then I pay, uh, I think that's it. I think that's all the streaming. No, I have CBS All Access because I, wa- I, I like to catch up on Survivor and when new seasons air, if I can't watch the episode um, on TV, I could stream it and stuff like that. But so, I mean, I spend you know a good 50 or more dollars a month on streaming and that's not including music streaming like services like spotify that i also have uh but yeah that's that you know that's quite a bit and when hbo max came out it was 15 dollars a month and i was like wow like that's i mean i like what they have on there they had right away they had stuff that i i wanted to see like cast the deadly spell when we were prepping for 1991 that was on there because that was an hbo film and uh they have they have some you know tv shows and stuff like that and then just other movies so i do think that they have decent content um and they're going to get more like they just had the fresh prince of bel-air reunion which is pretty huge um that i I still want to check out uh so they have things that are in the works and honestly like i'm not gonna lie this announcement completely sold me on getting hbo max and it's unfortunate, which we'll get to in a second, um, but at the same time, like, you almost have to have it if if you're going to be covering new films. So, I'm going to get it in 2021, uh, which I didn't want to because I just thought that it was a little expensive, but now it's actually worth it. Like, it's actually worth the price with the types of movies that are coming to uh, HBO Max, but... 
to kind of go into that a little bit why it's unfortunate so uh the article states that uh warner brothers is going to be uh officially putting all of their 2021 films onto hbo max now it's not it's not completely crap for us because it's not the only way to see it like if theaters are still open you it's happening the same day as theaters so it's not an exclusivity deal you're not getting all of the films on hbo max and none of them in the theaters so it is a joint venture but the reason that it's bad for theaters is one theaters are barely hanging on by a thread right now anyway and two it's clearly going to diminish the box office uh that you would get in the theater and you will essentially not have the type of money flowing in during the year to theaters because it is going to significantly um decrease with people watching it at home which you know my argument has always been against this because i said there's no way that that they'll recoup the amount of money doing it at a home release that they would in the theater uh it's that's the reason why halloween didn't come out halloween kills didn't come out uh that's the reason Candyman didn't come out because it's you're just not going to get that money back now i think that what warner brothers is thinking is that well is this going to end anytime soon it doesn't look like it so we can't just sit on 60 million dollar budgeted films and not release them and not get any money back for them uh it's if we just release them in the theaters uh not that many people are going to the theaters still there's some cities and states that don't have theaters open still we in pennsylvania here in southwest pa do have some theaters still open um and we just went last night actually but even when we were in there uh film now it wasn't the best gauge because it was kind of early in december and i think that you know it's a film they show often so i'm not sure how full it gets but we were like one of like three people in there but i will say that i on the app it looked like there were three screenings so was ours just like the one that was the least full and they had to do three screenings because initially there was only two when i first seen it so you know it could have been that so hopefully maybe there was more people in the other screenings uh of of a christmas story which we'll get to later but this is this could be a devastating blow to theaters um but i think these studios right now are completely not sure if theaters are going to open in 2021 so they're needing to look at backups i know disney is also releasing their films on disney plus and so now two major studios are releasing their films on streaming platforms as of now which is uh, and another thing i do like this better than a 20 dollar price tag to rent a movie 
or a $30 price tag in the case of Mulan because it's 15 bucks a month and I get all the additional content and I can see the new film. So as of right now, the slate for 2021 for a, for uh, Warner Brothers is Godzilla vs. King Kong, which we were actually supposed to get this year. Uh, it was finished and ready to go, and there were posters for it even. Uh, Mortal Kombat, the new Mortal Kombat film, which I don't believe has been shot yet. Uh, the Conjuring, The Devil Made Me Do It, the third Conjuring film, which is obviously exciting for us, you know, that being horror. Uh, a new Suicide Squad film, uh, Malignant, which is a James Wan film, so that's another exciting one. Dune. Uh, and Matrix 4. Those are currently on the the line. Um, Godzilla vs. Uh, King Kong was supposed to come out. That's directed by Adam Wingard on May 21st of this past year. The Conjuring was slated for June 4th. And the other ones were, I think, uh, August 6th for um, The Suicide Squad. Dune was October 21st. And, uh, oh, these are actually coming up, I think. So the next year. Whew, boy, that is pretty crazy, man. What are your thoughts on that? I think it is horrible. Because it is ruining theaters, and I think that it's stupid that theaters are closed right now, but that's a different story. Um, and I just feel like, I don't know, like, I, like I'm not going to pay for another streaming type thing. Like, I just don't want but to. But you would that... if the new Conjuring was on there. No, like, I'm not gonna... I don't want to. Like, I have too many streaming things already, and that's, like, so a lot of money. So you're telling me if a con- The Conjuring 3 comes out, a huge movie like that, you're not gonna get HBO Max to watch it? I want to go see it in the theater, is what I'm saying. Okay, but I'm saying, like, let's say that the theaters weren't... You weren't able to. Well, I guess if we have to do it on His and Hers Movie Podcast, but then I can just steal your information. <laughs> Like, I just don't, I'm just mad that theaters are going to be screwed, and I'm mad that people are happy about that, and I'm mad. Well, some people like Dave Z, for example, is the one that comes to mind. He doesn't like going to the theater. He he likes his big screen TV and his surround sound and the comfort, comfort of his own home. Now, I've always said and i think he would agree that partially why that reason is is because he has a family he has a wife and a daughter and if he goes to see godzilla versus king kong uh he has to pay 30 dollars worth of tickets right up front and then uh of course they're probably going to want snacks and stuff and that's probably another 30 dollars. so that's a 60 dollar price tag to go see one movie I understand that. If if that was the case, if we, it, really think about it. If we paid $60 every time we went to go see a movie, we probably wouldn't go as often, right? Yes, but we are honors members through AMC. Right. So, you know, but you can't do that with three people. Just leave your family at home. <laughs> well, I, they don't want to see Godzilla. Like, I, Frankie Z doesn't want to go see Godzilla versus King Kong. <laughs> and also tell them, get the candy at the dollar store then. Uh, I know you're not, not supposed to do that because you're supposed to support that, the really. theater. What? I'm not really for that. Just because I want, well, especially now, like these these places really need our money. That's why yeah, we but still pay for least... our uh, A list, and we see like one movie a month right now. So we're basically losing like fifteen dollars every month. 
uh, what I'm okay with because I'm, I'm trying to keep these things alive because for me and you, seeing a movie in a theater is one of my favorite things to do in life. It really is. Like, I love to see movies in the theater. Whenever I watch a movie in the theater, I'm always super paying attention. There's no phones or anything like that, which is, you know, partially to blame my fault. I shouldn't be having my phone when I'm at home watching movies either. But I do. And so when I'm in the theater, it's a different feeling. And whenever there's a great movie on screen... I almost always enjoy it more than when I watch it if I would watch it at home. Like if if I if I watch an 8 out of 10 movie at home or a 8 out of 10 uh movie in the theater, the theater always wins out in terms of my enjoyment factor. The the seeing it on the big screen, there's something unique about it. And when you talk about and this doesn't always happen, but when you talk about these mega movies like when we went and seen It Chapter 1, I mean, dude, the theater was packed and it made the experience like amazing because everybody was so into it. Same thing with The Quiet Place. Remember? Remember when we yeah. went and seen The Quiet Place? The theater it, the theater was packed like whenever it was quiet, like you like everybody was like holding their breath. You could feel the tension in the air. Like it was so awesome. You know, and we've had bad experiences too. We've had The Strangers Pray at Night where the old older white middle-aged women wouldn't shut the fuck up and they kept saying they kept commenting on everything that was happening and then we had the experience uh with um uh brightburn where <laughs> where we almost had like a shootout in the theater <laughs> i thought Come like on, i was going to his car up, to get man. a gun <laughs> and uh, i was like yeah be quiet <laughs> you know i told that story you were like yeah yeah and he's like, "Fool, dog," <laughs> you know. And it was great, but so there, we've had bad experiences, but the good ones heavily outweigh the bad ones. And and I saw old uh, Freddie in space, who is from Bloody Disgusting. There, him talking about he's been pro this the whole entire time, especially during the pandemic. He's he's like pretty angry that people are out seeing movies anyway. Um, but he was like saying how like his thing was like well maybe you know I, he would rather see it at home than have somebody on their phone or talking and stuff like that and it always shocks me when people say they have that many bad experiences um because i feel like we're in a pretty crappy area where people don't respect each other and we don't even have those bad of experiences but i can tell you right now if every time i went and seen a movie it was a bad experience i would i like grow some balls and tell them tell tell them to shut up or go get somebody out uh you know in the lobby and tell them hey this, this jackass down in front won't shut up you yeah. know what i mean yeah so yeah. i don't know man i i get why people have that problem it, because it is it I, i'll be honest hereditary was almost ruined for me when we went and seen it because of these yeah. because at the climax of the movie these kids were in there who shouldn't even have been in there i mean i would have been in there with their age but you know the, it was like a whole crew that someone a mom was like chaperoning you know what i mean and it's like okay well then tell your kids to shut the hell up during the end of the movie and uh yeah. you know i almost fought like six nine-year-olds that night nobody they were like 13 yeah 
Because they, you know how I know, because they said, you can't tell a 13-year-old to shut the up. And I was like, yeah. in a movie theater, and I was like, that is the one place I can tell a 13-year-old to shut the up, you know? Yeah. And, uh, man, I don't know, dude. I, I'm worried. I'm nervous. I know Jeremy. I'll talk to him tonight. He's worried and nervous. Theaters, for him, that's something me and him bond over, because... There's nothing better to me than seeing a film on the big screen. It just, it, especially when you're talking a retro movie, which I, hopefully that doesn't affect. I mean, if there's no theaters, we're not going to get any retro films shown. We, we, we'll stick to the drive-ins with that. One thing I can say is we probably, our drive-in in Brownsville is probably going to stick around. So at yeah. very least, we'll have something on the big screen. And who knows? Maybe it turns into a retro one like the one out in Mahoning. Um, if they're not getting new movies, like, I almost feel like this podcast jinxed the theaters because the whole purpose of us creating this show, other than to actually just talk and, and have a show, a weekly show that covered, you know, more than just horror films. Cause I was kind of wanting to, was to discuss the films that we saw in the theater because we weren't able to discuss them on Shutter and Chill and we weren't able to discuss them anywhere else. Um, that's why we used to do the post-viewing videos on YouTube, which were fun. But my mm -hmm. camera is usually, my phone's usually dead by that point because I'm on it too much. Yeah, um, text moves. <laughs> and uh, my phone battery doesn't last too long. So we stopped kind of doing those. And then we wanted to, dis we were seeing everything, right? Like we, we were seeing every horror film and sometimes even non-horror films that came out i mean at the height we were going to the theater sometimes three times a week yeah and yeah. so when the year started out it started out strong you know four horror films to start the year all through january february had a couple and then march was supposed to have like three more and then just boom dead nothing and it, it I mean, even the hint of theatrical films that we got later in the year with Come and Play and Freaky, like, reignited my flame because it was dying. Yeah, I mean, yeah, like, going to the movie is just my thing to do, and I agree. Like, seeing it on the big screen, for instance, I just saw that movie Buddy Games with my friend the other day, and it was a comedy but I find that, like, I probably, in my head, I'm thinking, if I was sitting at home watching this, I probably wouldn't even laugh that much. But watching it on the big screen, I was laughing the whole time. Kind of with, like, Freaky, too. I just think it highlights how fun they are. And then horror movies are, like, ten times more scary on the big screen to me. And I pay attention to them better and notice more things. And there's just so much more that the big screen could bring. Even, like, you know, like I said, you said, we'll talk about it, A Christmas Story. I've seen that a million times, but watching it on the big screen was like more emotional and more impactful for me. So it's just mm -hmm. unfortunate. I don't know. I I understand people not wanting to spend the money, but like uh, I just hate the way the world is going, where everyone just wants to sit at home and have everything done for them at home on their couch. It's just boring to me. I like to go out and do things and when your thing with oh wouldn't you get that for the conjuring like i would just wait for that movie to come out 
on Blu-ray if I really wanted to see it. No, like we always do. Yes, you I would. Wouldn't. There's no yes, way. The Conjuring Three. No, I'm not excited for that movie. I don't get why you're so adamant on that. Because it's a huge movie. Okay, so let's say it's It Chapter Two then. You're not gonna go see It Chapter Two. Yes, I'm gonna go see It Chapter Two in the theater. Yes. No, I'm saying if it was on HBO Max. I I can wait. Like that's what I'm saying. Like why can't people just wait? Wait for what? The fucking movie to come out on like DVD or because like it's why can't it be the old new. days? Like wh- whenever like you're yeah, telling me so if a new a, Friday the Thirteenth came out, you wouldn't be fucking years, on ten HBO years ago Max. Was brand new too, and like no, Day but one. like everyone, what? <laughs> why are you getting mad? Because let me talk. I'm saying if a brand new Friday the 13th came out, you wouldn't be there day one on HBO Max. No, I would be there day one in the theater. I'm saying if the theater wasn't there. I'm not, like, you sound stupid. You're like, you wouldn't be there day one on HBO Max. Yeah, I wouldn't be sitting on my couch with my cats bothering me on HBO Max. Dude, I couldn't, like, dude, I'm telling you right now, the day the comedy If it was on Netflix... Like sure, but I'm not. I'm just saying I don't want to buy a new streaming service because I'm sick of paying for streaming services. It adds up. Yeah. Unless I steal yours, like I said. Right. So, that's just how I feel. That's why you shouldn't bring this up because I get mad. <laughs> well, I don't know, buddy. I mean, I like to me the the thing of like i don't know maybe me and you are just different with movies but like when there's a big movie coming out like Candyman or something i don't care how i see it if there's a way to see it the day that it comes out i'm seeing it you know what i mean i would rather see it in the theater but if it's not in the theater and it's on you know I, like even if it's even if it's a 30 dollar price tag i'm buying Candyman day one because that is a that's a film I'm really excited about. I've just never felt that way, I guess. Like, because I, I think the way I see it is, there's so many classic movies too that I really want to see and I haven't gotten to yet, and there's just so many movies in the world, and I just think like, yeah, I see everyone saying good things about that. I am hype, and I shall get to it when I shall get to it. Like, I never feel like I have to run out and see something. So what you're right trying to say is you're a fake cinema fan? No, I like cinema. I just. I'm not that impatient, I guess. It's not about being patient. It's about like, okay, yeah, I've ex- waited for this. Now it's out. I can see it now. Okay, I'm excited for it, but it's like, I don't know. I can wait. It's fine. I'm cool. Everything's cool. No. Okay. Yes. Um, all right. So let's move on from that. Uh, that is our opening discussion on theaters possibly dying possibly staying alive either yeah great open either way a lot of people are very excited for this I yeah know. i know i don't know i man. see them i see them being excited for it yeah i do agree with you about like why why is somebody so everybody's so like inclined to never want to leave their house they're like f theaters yay like <laughs> shut up dude like you're so annoying like it's all people Who's that like live f in theaters like zachary pussy belly on your posts and stuff like that oh okay he probably doesn't leave his house anyway anyway go on <laughs> okay well let's move on so uh let's get into what we watched this week uh it is your blind spot i believe right yes so you will go second i shall go first uh, okay, so what was the last thing that I talked about? 
You talked about, all you talked about was the moves from 22 Shots, which were Jungle Holocaust, House on the Edge of the Dick, and Body Count. Okay. House on the Edge of the Dick. Okay. <clears throat> so, what did I watch? Okay, the very first one that I watched was The Queen's Gambit. That's not a move. Move on. 2020. It is a Netflix miniseries, and I loved it. So, this movie follows a orphan played by, um, I don't know who she's played by initially, but eventually played by Anya Taylor-Joy. And she's like this little red-headed girl who is an orphan, and she is in a orphanage where she befriends this uh, uh, little black girl. And she is lost kind of and one day she's told to go clean she's very smart she's very smart she's told she finishes her classwork so she's told to go clean the eraser she was like one of the girl you know the the girl that is the first to hand in their test yes that's me okay um well, she's told to go clean the erasers in the basement. And when she goes down there, she sees a, a, a custodian sitting at a desk playing chess by himself. And he is, she's like fascinated by it, like the board and the pieces. And, and she like asks to play and he's like, girls don't play chess. You know, leave me alone. He's like kind of grumpy. And meanwhile... Uh, the the girl who she befriended uh, was telling her about that they take these medicines they're like tranquilizers basically and she's like save them for later at night and you kind of trip out a little bit if you take them so she starts doing that and she kind of she'll sometimes she'll save like four or five of them and then take them all at night and she kind of hallucinates a little bit and things like that and she's she envisions the chessboard on the ceiling and plays chess in her head and stuff like that. Anyway, to move this story along, it's eight episodes, like an hour each. It's like an eight-hour thing, uh, or around there. She eventually learns how to play chess from this guy. She eventually gets adopted, um, which is kind of surprising because a lot of the older girls don't get adopted. And um, uh, the only reason I mentioned that, that her friend was was black is because this is a period piece and uh there's a little racism and sexism in here um and you know it comes into play later uh in the thing when we're reintroduced to the character and and what she went through and and you know she has a little arc there too um but she's adopted and her mother and father you know her adopted parents uh quickly divorce and so she's stuck there with the foster mother and she gets really involved in chess there she get, enters a tournament and smokes everybody and wins like 300 dollars. and then the mother's kind of interested at first she was like what is this chess thing but then she's kind of interested and she becomes you know she starts traveling around and playing chess uh and winning tournaments and and facing higher and higher competition and she's like a young chess prodigy and during that time she deals with substance abuse because she never really kicked her habit 
from the tranquilizers and she started drinking a lot and smoking weed and um uh, her mother uh, you know what i will say about the mother character is i expected this to go in the traditional way where the mother starts using her for the money and stuff because she becomes her agent or whatever not agent but like uh manager um and i expected her to start using her and you know uh, taking money from her and and stuff like that it does not happen they actually develop a really close relationship and um it's it's very sort of tragic uh with that and then the the girl you know Anya taylor joy absolutely smokes this performance like it's absolutely amazing this was one of the most watched uh scripted series in the history of netflix which surprised me because it's about freaking chess of all things and it's heavily about chess and it's also about you know the the girl coming of age uh you know having sex for the first time um the substance abuse stuff not fitting in and things like that and and relationships and stuff like that but it's set in the 60s or the no 50s it's set in the 50s i believe um but dude this is amazing one of my favorite watches of the year i absolutely loved it there is some great chess action in it <laughs> uh i know i know how to play chess i'm not very good um my cousin taught me when i was like a little kid and i've played here and there but I, i'm not good at all like i usually lose to anybody i face but i know how to play i know what the pieces do and how they move and stuff and i know some terminology so this was really cool because and from what i understand chess nerds like big chess fans were like super even pro you know grandmaster chess players said that this is one of the best adaptations of the game um on screen to to not make it flashy and and to really take its time and to show what's happening and not do it in like a cheat way you know it's actually very well done in terms of the accuracy of how the game's played um what do you think <laughs> come on man dude seriously i'm so bored why because I, <laughs> I don't care about chess and you, I, the name you, is stupid you, the queen's gambit yeah what the hell was that it's a chess move it's an op it's a ch o opening in chess watch the move listen dude i just don't like i'm not gonna watch it and you i don't care it's you why would, like would it. i like that i don't know anything about chess you don't need to know anything about chess like the story you're itself. talking about these chess pros being like wow that was an impressive miniseries it really highlighted our chess playing <laughs> no like the the relationship stuff and the uh way it's filmed and the music and and Aunt anya taylor is literally amazing in this movie i am so proud of her and her rise because let's not forget she made like her very first film was the witch at least her first star leading role okay okay and then she look at where she's come from there in from 2016 she, that this was a major success that was a Buddy, that was a good. The witch role was a good starting role, though. You that's act what like I'm, it, that's what I'm saying. Trash. I'm saying, but it's it's horror and it's it's it was an independent film, and 
you know, to see her in the New Mutants, which, you know, obviously people didn't like, but I, I have heard mostly good things about her performance, and um, Marrowbone, and all the films she did, and uh, in, in the film she's doing with Ari Aster next, or wait, is it Ari Aster who's doing it? Who did The Witch? The Witch, uh... It's not Wasn't Ari Aster. It's um, Edgar? Egg, Robert Eggers. Yeah. Robert Eggers. He did um, Lighthouse. The Lighthouse. She's she's going to be in his next film called The Northman or something. And that one sounds really good. But, dude, I'm telling you, like, she is an amazing actress. She's probably my favorite actress right now. Yeah, dude, she is good. She's just great. Not, I just don't feel like watching The Queen's Gambit. Okay. So moving on from the key, Queen's Gambit, I, I gave that a 9 out of 10. I'm bumping it to a 9.5. One of the best things I saw all year. Uh, then I got Santa's Sleigh from 2005. Uh, this is as part of my Survive 05, as well as a film we're reviewing on 22 Shots. Uh, dude. What? It's pretty fun. <laughs> like, I don't yeah. know, dude. Uh, it's it's a lot funner than it should be. The opening is fantastic. I'm like, how did this movie get made? It needs a collector's edition. Uh, I really enjoy that movie. Uh, then I watched Yummy from 2019, getting a wide 2020 release. It's a Shutter exclusive. It's a zombie comedy. Uh, this chick goes to uh, get her boobs reduced uh, because they're too big right. and uh basically there's a zombie outbreak in this shady uh plastic surgery hospital thing uh what is it it's like finnish or something um not sure what country it's from but it's partially american language and partially another language it was better than i expected I, i'm so burnt out on zombie comedies that i and honestly like the the poster facelift boob jobs and zombies just didn't do anything for me i was like oh god but it ended up being actually a very enjoyable watch i really did like it i gave it a seven and a half out of ten which really shocked me then i watched haunted ween from the year 1991 this was like a patreon film that how I, many did you watch not very many uh, which I just spent like triple the time on Queen's Gambit. <laughs> yeah. Uh, this is a. Did you watch Haunted Queen when you were prepping for '91? No, I could not find it. Mm. It's basically a haunted house movie, or not a haunted house movie, like not haunted house like The Conjuring, but like a like haunted house like they for Halloween like they set up a haunted house. Uh, like the sorority or not? What is what is it? What is the male version of a sorority called? It's a sorority as well. Oh. <laughs> right? Wait. I don't know. I thought sorority meant female. Wait, now you're making me question that. Fraternity? Fraternity. fraternity. Yeah. Yeah. That's right. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, this Sorry. fraternity is like low on money, so they set up this haunt, haunted house thing. It, it's like a basic movie, but it's enjoyable. Uh, I gave it a six out of ten, uh, and then we saw, and then I watched The Children, two thousand eight. Have you ever seen this? No. Very good movie. Um, very subtle, and then it gets very violent. Um, but it's it's basically a killer kid movie, but it's done really well. It's set on Christmas, and 
it's only like an hour and 24 minutes or something and i'm like dude this is in like four minutes of credits and i'm like this is how you make a goddamn movie man you know what i mean yeah it's sure. just cruises by it's nice it's good right um then i watched deadly games which is a christmas film from france from 1989 kind of like home alone a little bit this kid basically is trying to reach out to santa claus to see if he's real and he does it like via the internet or something and it's like 1989 so i'm like holy crap this is weird and uh a derelict like tra- gets the transmission kind of thing it, it, you'd have to see how it's done in the movie to understand mm. it um and he basically shows up at this kid's house dressed as santa claus but and kills his dog right in front of him and then the kid's like oh crap this isn't santa claus or he he thinks it is actually santa claus which is messed up but he's like santa claus (laughs) killed my dog i gotta go and he uh but it's kind of a little home alone-y i could see where that that comparison is like you know he's like kind of like in this big house and this guy's after him it's it's very fun i can't believe this movie was like not released out here till recently this is that vinegar syndrome 4k that i bought yeah i watched that last year on shutter oh you have seen it then yeah i did it for fresh cuts and you got that grandpa who's like blind as hell yeah so uh that is all my watches for the week besides the christmas story which we'll get to all right um hold on I only watched two things, so I shall get to those. And the first one I watched was Hellraiser Hellworld as per my Survive 05. Now, this move sucks. Um, I think it's the eighth Hellraiser movie, and it's got Lance Hendrickson and basically these kids. <laughs> play this game called like hell world and it's like a hellraiser game and then they all get invited to lance hendrickson's nice house and then they start getting hellraisered um yeah it's pretty bad i mean it reminds me of like the halloween resurrection of the hellraiser movies even though the hellraiser movies are all pretty bad anyway in my opinion i know you came around on them but I, watched, I remember I watched these all in like a marathon format back when I was trying to be less of a horror noob and I was just miserable. It was like the worst thing ever. And, watch all the Hellraisers? Um, yeah. Do it again. No! Dude, no, they're terrible. honestly not bad, man. I, I like so most of them. Oh, God. Um, honestly, like this one, I remember that getting... That was the but, worst one. But I remember by the time I got to this one, I was like, well, this one's kind of fun at least. It's a solid but, off. Yeah, it pretty much is. Like, it's got, like, these weird traps and things like that. How many do you have? Two! I just said Jeremy's rushing me to get on 22 shots already. Who? Jeremy. Okay, then call him, and he could be on this, and then we can all... Then we can morph into 22 shots, (laughs) and I shall leave. But, yeah, Hellraiser, Hellworld, it it sucks. Um, The acting's annoying. All the characters are pretty unlikable. The story's stupid. Lance Henriksen is good because he's him, but it's not a good movie by any means i gave it like a three out of ten 
and then the second one I watch as per my oh my god I have to watch all these 2020 movies it's almost the end of the year oh, um is a creep show animated special which is on Shutter um and I watched this mainly because it was like late and it's only 45 minutes to be honest but also I was kind of curious on it and I liked it uh two segments I started it when it came out and I was just like could not get into the animation yeah, I dug the animation. It's like comic book animation, much. You know like, what's funny you know? though? I didn't really put that into my head until after I turned it off, like hours later. I was like, oh wait, that was like kind of looked like a comic book. That makes sense, actually. <laughs> yeah, that's like the point of it. It's like yeah. they're going by the comic book animation that they had made for the show. Um, but the first segment's about a dude who gets stranded on a deserted island, and uh, he's writing down, you know his life pretty much not his life but he's like kind of narrating stuff and writing it in this notebook that he has saying like if i survive this and stuff like that and it gets kind of it kind of spirals and gets like really depressing and crazy and like uh, disturbing in a way i kind of like the animation for that i thought it did good with like any gore and things and like expressions i thought it was very disturbing looking so i really dug that first one um the second short in it was uh, a girl who downloads Twitter onto her phone and she's going on a trip with her parents and the whole time she keeps writing tweets and, uh, you know, she's a typical teenager. She kind of has that like, oh my God type voice to her and uh, they end up going to this like amusement park and then there's like some zombie stuff going on there and she's like tweeting the whole time. I didn't really like that one as much. I thought it was kind of a step down for the first part if if that one would have been good i would have gave this a much higher rating because i did like the first one quite a bit but the second one's not bad i just didn't care for the story too much and didn't think it had as much like memorable stuff to it so i gave this like a seven out of ten as a total so that is my moves that's it oh, and then i yes and then i have a blind dick um so my well, blind let's spot do christmas story then you do your blind spot oh i forgot about that okay. yes so last night we went and seen A Christmas Story, 1983. My favorite thing to tell people about this movie is, because I was uh, getting my hair cut, that's something I did this week, and I was talking to my barber, and I was like, he's asking me what I was doing today, and I was like, yeah, I'm going to see uh, A Christmas Story tonight at the theater, and he was like, oh, that's cool, he's like, I love that movie, and I'm like, yeah, you know what's interesting about that movie? I was like, there's a director, it was directed by a guy named Bob Clark, and he's a Canadian guy. Uh, he started his career with a bunch of horror films, not a bunch, like three. And he directed a zombie film called Children Shouldn't Play With Dead Things, and then he directed a uh, sort of supernatural film in Death Dream, which is about a Vietnam vet who was considered killed in action, who shows back up at his hometown. And then he directed a little old film in 1974 called Black Christmas. He didn't, he'd never heard of it. Um, <laughs> I know, most people haven't. Um, but I was like, yeah, it's like a slasher film set in a sorority. And like almost 10 years later, after directing probably what people consider the greatest Christmas horror movie, he directed what a lot of people consider the greatest Christmas movie. Which is cool, man. And I love Bob Clark. But boy, did he grow as a filmmaker by the time he got to Christmas Story. Because uh, you look at Children Shouldn't Play With Dead Things and it's kind of, um, you know, 
not amateurish because I really like that movie made my top 10 in 1972 yeah but it's very um you know low budget feeling and and uh, yeah you know kind of uh young in his talent but anyway a christmas story uh i watched it and this will probably be the first of at least two times that i watch it this year because it does run 24 hours on tbs which i always throw it on on christmas day or christmas eve actually and Mm -hmm. throughout christmas day but this is a movie that i've always been a massive fan of it i think back and i can't remember the first time i seen it but i've watched it since i can remember what what that didn't make sense buddy what do you mean i don't think that made any sense what (laughs) you watched it since you can remember yeah i've watched it since i can remember like i can't remember a time that i didn't watch it like in my life like it's always been a part of my life i see i see yes um same here and uh back on that black christmas thing i think it's funny like because i tried to say that like at work for instance i'm like this dude directed black christmas and then a christmas story and i just assume people know what black christmas is but nobody in the world seems to know what that is so it like completely destroys the vibe of shocking people but yeah christmas story i watched this one growing up and uh it was a tradition you know just always have it on the tv christmas eve um falling asleep to it and then it being on bomb opening presents in the morning uh another sad thing you know i i always assume everybody does that but some people don't have that luxury and have never seen a christmas story or they just don't like the movie <laughs> that's and crazy man i feel bad for those people because to me in my head it's like oh every kid's like just watch this as a tradition that's always been a thing but mm-hmm. yeah it's always been a big movie in my life it's crazy how films like this you can watch over and over and over and over again literally and it's like okay you could keep doing that kind of like Shawshank Redemption Um, like I don't understand how some movies just have that to it so Christmas Story uh I remember watching it as a kid uh I it it follows a, a young kid who is in interested in getting a red rider bb gun uh air rifle for christmas it's like he's obsessing over it and it takes a small few days before christmas and then christmas itself in what we assume is the late 30s to mid 40s somewhere around there and he deals well with that with his family bully um but it's done so differently than what you would expect for those types of movies and i just love it dude i think back to the films that i've seen the most this has got to be like number two all time yeah pro- yeah i would it might be the number one when i really think about it like i've seen I, it so much i've seen full metal jacket probably more than this but it's pretty close like you gotta figure i at least watched this since it aired on tv and on tbs which is 1995 Mm -hmm. um and then in 97 they started the 24 hours of a christmas story i remember when they first did it you know what i mean 
that's when I was born. Yeah, so I I mean, I've I used to watch it more times back then, but I watched it I watch it at least once every year. Sometimes, you know, lately I think I watched it twice last year. Uh but going back before I had a job and stuff, I would watch it, you know, sometimes four to six times. <laughs> and yeah. you times that by 97 2007 2017 over 20 years you know <laughs> it's kind of crazy man i have a video of a, on a camcorder of me at a um what do they call those things where old people go after they can't be by themselves anymore nursing home yeah i went to a nursing home to visit my great-grandfather and it was on the tv there and i have a video of him and it on the tv and me did you talk about all these videos but you never share dude i don't know i hope they still exist honestly i have no idea where they are because i have no video i only have i only have like three two-hour tapes and one Mm -hmm. of them has my aunt on it who passed away and my grandma used to watch it all the time but I don't know. I, I know I'm going to be cringed the hell out if I ever see him because I was like, my I think my voice was starting to drop and it, I'm just like cringy as hell. Um, I'm pretty sure there's one of us drinking and stuff. <laughs> uh, like me and my friends. Anyway. Yeah. Uh, so a Christmas story, it was funny because we go there and like typically with these retro screenings, the movie starts immediately. There's no trailers or anything. It's just a blank screen, and then exactly at 7.30, the movie starts. And yeah. this time, we waited for, like, 25 minutes, and then I was like, I'm going to go see what's going on. And I go out there, and good old Sarah at the uh, box office was like, it's not playing? And I was like, and, and, she's, and I'm like, no. And she's like, oh. She's like, is it just a black screen? And I was like, yeah. <laughs> and she's like, oh. And then she walkies... And she's like, the guest in 10 says that the movie's not playing. And then she's like, they said they'll, they said they're going to start it in a second. And then I walk back in there and everybody's looking at me. I'm like, they said that they didn't know that it wasn't playing. (laughs) (laughs) But everybody was going to just sit there and not do anything. Cause I asked them, like, like, do we know what time this is starting? And they're like, I don't know. Yeah, there was, like, a couple behind us. They're just on their phone taking pictures. There's, like, an old couple next to us. They're just eating their popcorn, and I'm like, I don't think anyone's going to speak up. Yeah, so I had to do the manly thing. Right, right. Anyway, uh, I don't think... Well, let me just say this before we move on here. Um, This time watching it, the thing that I noticed the most is that how fast the movie goes. Like, not only how... Not how fast it goes, but how fast paced the movie is like there's something happening like there's all these little sort of um what would you call it you mean like the stuff with the bullies running and the no like just vignettes it's like there's there's everything is like vignettes i don't know what that means what do you you mean like the daydreams and like how there's just all kinds of goofy stuff that's in it to like keep it going? No. Yes. I mean like, like, like it's, it's segmented. Like, okay. Yeah. Okay. The, yeah. The major award. And then there's the, um, you know, the, the tongue on the ice pole. And then there's. Yeah, it doesn't stick on one scene for too long. 
well yeah it's just it's just like there's all the decoding pen the fixing the tire the soap the the fighting the bully the seeing santa you know it's like they're they're it's like segmented so it it goes by really fast because there's always something happening and that's what i noticed this time yeah i noticed like just how spot on and realistic the acting is and i just like i love the dad character the dad's my favorite character in it because he he reminds reminds me me of of any yeah he kind of reminds me of both of my grandfathers and away and uh i just love it like i was getting like i almost cried at the end when he gives the boy the gift dude and it's so, just, same and i've never even felt really cared, emotional yeah. about that well i care <laughs> that's yeah, how I know. seeing it on a big screen can change your perception man yeah that's what i'm saying it's like the dad's just like <laughs> and the boy is like, he's like hey. boy ralphie he's like what what's that over there yeah, and the music cue is like yeah. so dramatic. And, and there's, if you watch subtly, uh, the camera when it's a close up on his face when Ralphie's pulling it out from the, the behind the thing, he has these little the smile just starts and it and it's, it goes back down. And it's just like he's he's so happy, like he, he's like, it's a magical moment for him. You know what I mean? I mean he and I said this to you too. The only person he didn't ask was the person who was paying most attention yes and i thought and that he would, was so cool man and, and it, the dad the dad is like grumpy and seems like a hard ass the whole movie and then he's the one who makes his son the happiest yeah yeah i really love the dad man and yeah. even it, there's it's so relatable like the scene where the mom tells you know doesn't tell on ralphie I mean, mm-hmm. I had that experience so much with my, with my grandma, like where I would do get in trouble, I get suspended from school or something, and, and I, I like waiting for my pap to get home, crying in my room, scared to death, and then she just would never say anything. Mm-hmm. It's amazing, and I, I don't know. I just, uh, it's so relatable. There's so much stuff relatable. I don't know. Like, if you don't like this movie, you're not human. Something's wrong with you. Right. Because it's relatable. Or you had, like, no experience in life. You know what I mean? Because this is literally so relatable to me. I love it. And uh, it's a 10 out of 10 for me, man. Yeah, I mean, too. There's nothing wrong with it. But, like, Ralphie is an amazing actor, too. Like, that kid Peter is just perfect. For you horror yeah. fans out there, check out the... 1980s movie called Death Valley, which uh, I believe came out in 82, came out a year before this, starring Peter Billingsley. It's sort of a um, road horror slasher-esque desert film. Yeah, it was pretty cool. Yeah, we actually got to see that on the big screen. We did. Yeah. But yeah, 10 out of 10, A Christmas Story, yes. Great, great time last night. Yeah, it's a shame how Bob Clark's career went, because his sh- last film was Super Babies, Baby Geniuses Two. I think it's sad how he died. How did he die? A drunk driver hit him and his son, and they were like they both died. No, poor I Bob always, Clark. Yeah, I think about that. Like, could you imagine being the drunk driver who killed the guy Bob Clark? who made? Yeah. Yeah, a Come Christmas on, story. Man. Like you'd watch a Christmas story and be like, "I killed the guy who made this." 
and his son, who was like 22. Yeah, but it's rough. Yes. Okay. On that note, I shall. I have to give my blind spot real quick. Okay, do your blind spot. It shall be quick. Um, so I watched Batman Returns. Uh, from a year I forget what year, eighty two maybe, uh, eighty nine. I don't know. But um, yeah, Batman Returns, a sequel to Batman with Michael Keaton rep- reprising the it's role as Batman. Buddy. What buddy? Ninety two. Oh, 92, yes. Damn, sure. a lot of 90s. 91, yeah. 92, ni- like 92, 93. Feels like there's a lot. Yeah. Okay, so 92, uh, like I said, Michael Keaton, who I like, I like him as an actor, uh, reprises the role as Batman, and um, it's still set in that story, but this one is about this ing- evil penguin dude, which, <sighs> dude, you, Joe Pesci's not even in this move. I don't know why you told me he's in it. Uh, but uh, you got this penguin guy who lives in the sewer and he comes up and he wants to team up with uh christopher walken who's like the head of the town a businessman in the town max shrek isn't that the name of the guy who played nosferatu Mm, the director maybe no like the actual guy Mm. i guess not I might just be making that up. But I could have sworn that's like the same. That name, Max Shrek, is like his name. I might be completely wrong. I thought he was the director of it. Oh, I don't know. Anyway, though. um, So they're teaming up. Uh, Oh, no, you're right. Yeah, Max Shrek was the Count Orlock in Nosferatu. Yes, I thought that was kind of odd. That's um, probably on purpose, considering it was directed. It's either from the comics, which have horror influence i mean oh, the joker okay. is like a ripoff of the man who's the man who the last yes i forget what that movie's called but you know mm. <clears throat> okay continue. yeah but so that's going on and they want to take down batman and then you also have the shy secretary who uh goes home every night and it's like oh yes i forgot i'm not married and I thought that was funny. But uh, she's like the secretary to Christopher Walken. And uh, she finds out what's kind of going on. And Christopher Walken pushes her out a window. She dies. But these cats go around her. And she becomes the Catwoman. And then uh, her and Batman kind of are brawling. But then in real life, they connect. You know, as when they're not being superheroes, they sort of connect and... Uh, are into each other but they don't know each other's identity and then it becomes this whole like love type thing and that is the move it is a batman move and uh, i i'm not gonna lie i'm not a big fan of superhero <sighs> movies are you laughing at me no i'm grunting at you why because dude batman returns is awesome i think i no i do like see i like the i like the Catwoman story i just like that Selena thing yeah, played by Michelle Pfeiffer, I believe. Yep, she's a femme um, fatale. Yes, but I think she, I liked, I liked her stuff. Um, I just like that concept where she's kind of like a quiet secretary who doesn't have like a husband or family or anything, and then she becomes this cat woman, and she becomes real like, you know, a different personality. Mm-hmm. This was a cool. really big movie. I mean. There was so many people who auditioned for the role of that 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 role. Susan really? Sarandon, Meryl Streep, Brooke Shields, oh, Demi Moore, Nicole Kidman, Jodie Foster, Gina Davis, Sigourney Weaver, uh, Madonna, all those people are like 
Cher, Jeez. Jennifer Jason Lee. Okay, well, I was going to say all those people are like people that I get mixed up and think they look alike, so that, like <laughs> they look like Michelle Pfeiffer, so I think that's kind of funny. Um, then you kept on going, and some of them I don't, but... Yeah, I thought it was a good movie, um, but I just am not a fan of Batman movies, and why well, am a fan of Batman movies? Don't you think, movies. like, Gotham, with its gothic sort of architecture and, like, the horror, like, there's horror, like, if you're a horror fan, you should, the, you should like the aesthetic of these movies. Not necessarily this one, though, buddy. It's a little hokey. Like, I'm not a big fan of the Penguin Dude. I'm gonna say it. Like I just wasn't a big Dude, fan. Dude, he of used his. to scare me when I was a kid. This performance. And then, and then Christopher Walken. Like I'm not. I can't. I can't take that dude serious. Like in dude, any. Okay, point. you can just end the review now. Okay, I'll get. I gave it a seven out of ten. <laughs> Christopher Walken is great. Do you not like the Dead Zone? I'm not saying he's not great. I just think he's like I. I just he's one of those people that I laugh at him because he's like funny. I don't know. And well, I'm disappointed. How was the Christmas vibes in that one? I mean, it, it was decent. It, you were right that it is set on Christmas. I thought it was just going to be like there's a random tree in the background, and that's like it, and that's what you meant by being, or it was snowing, and it's like, ooh, it's Christmas. But it was actually set on Christmas, and there's like a big thing with a giant tree in the city and uh, oh. all that stuff. So I thought that was cool. Yeah, I'll have to um, check that one out uh, again because. I haven't seen that in, like, probably over 15 years. Right, right. Um, okay. Uh, picking my next blind spot. We're kind of getting towards the end here. Uh, do you have the list in front of you? Hold on. Oh, where's the list at? Oh, my God. Oh. Number two. Hold on. Hold on. Chicken stew. Chicken stew. Chicken stew. Number two. Let's see here. The Hand That Rocks the Dick. You already did that one. Uh, 13. The Crying Dick. You already did that one. Eleven. Panic Dick. You did that one. Um, ten. Monty Python and the Holy Dick. Okay, Monty Python it is. Yes. Awesome. Alright, so I'll check out Monty Python and the Flying Circus or whatever one we're doing. The Holy Grail, buddy. The Holy Grail? Okay, I'll Actually, check that out. Watch Just watch whatever one you want. Okay. <laughs> like, they're all... <laughs> worth a watch well actually don't do that because I don't think I've seen them I've seen Holy Grail and the Life of Brian and there's one other one I think but anyway I guess we shall get into our featured review yes which is The Craft Legacy 2020 did you say The Trash? The Craft buddy the craft. oh I thought you said The Trash Legacy <laughs> okay no. so quick plot synopsis on this one Okay, an, eclect an eclectic foursome of aspiring teenage witches get more than they bargained for as they lean into their newfound powers. Let the ritual begin. As always, uh, we will remain spoiler-free on our featured review. So, uh, yeah, basically follows this girl who moves to a new high school after her mother starts uh, marries like a new dude, played by David Duchovny, I believe. Yes. Um, and she befriends a group of girls at her school who are all into w the Wiccan lifestyle. Or they yeah. practice the art known as the craft. 
they put some spells on people, you know, get them to stop acting douchey. Uh, the the lead there, she uh, is it's kind of a coming of age type thing. She's you know gets her first period. She I assume there's some it's a PG thirteen but there's some masturbation going on in this. That is true. I didn't think about I was kind of shocked at that. Were you? Yeah. Yeah, I, well, I forgot. I wasn't thinking that it's PG-13, but I guess that is kind of a weird thing to throw in there. Yeah. It, was, it happens fast, but still, like, you know yeah. what's happening. Yeah. And, uh... So she likes this dude who, um... who is sort of questioning his sexuality. That, that, did that scene come off weird to you? Yeah, it felt like, out of, like it kind of just felt like forced almost. Yeah, it did feel kind of forced, huh? Mhm. Like, it, cause nothing really happened. Well, I guess stuff happens, but like it just—it's very—it's a very quick type of thing, and I'm like, I don't know about that. And uh, you know, she starts to possibly abuse her powers, and the rest of the group are kind of like, "Yo, you're abusing your powers." Mm. Um, so what did you think of this movie? You know what? Honestly, I liked it. Um, <laughs> really? Yeah, I didn't think I would. I didn't really have much interest in it. I like the first craft, but it's not like my favorite movie in the world. So it's like, I don't really care about a new craft movie. Um, maybe that helped me in the long run, but it's very, uh, teenage, like this seems like something I would have enjoyed a lot when I was 17 or somewhere around that now do you like more. the original craft what's that now do you like the original craft yeah i said that like i enjoy that i've only seen that maybe twice like i'm saying it's you know it's not one that i watch a million times and i'm super into but i i like it quite a bit yeah it's sort of a go-to for me mm. yeah it's a good movie but i this movie um has its problems um but I thought it was just kind of a fun, easy watch. Uh, what are I the problems like, you had with it? Um, I just feel like, you know, they all kind of come together. Like, the beginning is cool. You got the girls, and they're, they need their fourth. And then I feel like it kind of just rushes through all that. And then it becomes mm. more of a coming-of-age story with the main girl. And that's kind of it. And it's not really about the whole camaraderie of the four girls having fun. You get, like, a mm -hmm. montage part, and that's, like, the gist of it. And then they're all mad at her for what seems like the rest of the movie. But Well, yeah, that all happens with, it, like, the last half hour. Um, for me, I didn't... I was... When I, I went into this expecting not to like it because everybody was talking mad about it. And... The first hour of it i was like this th i like this this isn't too bad like it's 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 not it's not the greatest but it's it's you know serviceable and then the final act completely killed it for me i just thought the final act of this movie was garbage that's um, kind of yeah that's kind of my problem too like i didn't like where the story went um it just seems it so just... typical and, and it wasn't set up right or properly mm-hmm 
Like, I kind of wanted another, you know, I know they're trying to do something different, but I just wanted more with the other girls, maybe, because it's just like, they all come together, it's like, yay, you're our fourth, and blah, 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 but then you don't really get much with those other girls, there's not much character development with them, and it's all about this girl, and then there's like some family stuff going on, and I just didn't really care for that much at all. Yeah. I was getting characters confused in this too. Like I was getting yeah, the yeah, like the dudes, all the dudes. Yeah, the boy. Confused. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. yeah. I was like, which one's her brother and which one's the like love interest? Yeah. At first, I thought the love interest was her brother. <laughs> Me too. Yeah, because it could have been. It was just like a stepbrother, so yeah, it's kind of weird, but um, which then I probably would have gave it more points. Hmm. <laughs> uh, but anyway, the I, I agree about what you brought up about the camaraderie because. What I love about the original craft so much is the teens hanging out and being teens. You know, doing light as a feather, stiff as a board, and stuff like that. And I remember my aunt and her friends doing that, trying it out and stuff. And I remember that seeing my you know aunt who was only like 13 years older than me or something. So she was like, when I was a young kid, she was like 17, 18. And all her friends and stuff like that hanging out and it just reminded me of them you know mm. and I like that about the, the original craft like they, they have time to be friends and they felt real like these girls I'm sure they might feel real to people who are watching this today but they didn't feel real to me they didn't feel like real friends yeah, and even, like, getting the girl in as their fourth, it just feels like, okay, well, you do witchcraft, too, so now you're our friend. It didn't feel genuine at all. Like, I, you know, yeah, they kind of... I mean, that kind of happens in the original, too. But I guess. This they one become just, friends while doing it. Yeah. And, that like, the scenes where they're, like, stopping time and doing stuff, like, that was the funnest stuff for me. You know what I mean? Yeah. And then it just goes completely downhill by the end where it's just like it's honestly kind of cringy. So I I thought the ending was was very weak and I just I don't know. It, it was just wasn't cool to me. Uh I would have liked a lot more out of this, honestly. It, it 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 I liked aspects of it. I didn't really like the lead too much either, to be honest. I didn't feel like she had much personality uh to be carrying the film mm. um i didn't really care about her relationship angle that much yeah i feel i didn't really mind her too much i liked her haircut it made me want to cut my hair again mm, that's a little too short for me oh okay never mind i don't want to do that <laughs> um no but I, I i don't know i didn't mind her i felt like i felt really bad for her when she gets her period in class and it's like her first day of school that was kind of relatable but um (laughs) like it it made me feel for her so yeah i don't know i i didn't i didn't completely love her and the Mm -hmm. final thing i'll say about it is the ending of the movie like the very end almost made the entire watch completely worth it for me me too. <laughs> I was wondering if you liked that, but I, I completely agree. Yeah. Like, that was great. That was a great thing that you want to see in this type of movie. And you just... Like, I wanted more out of that. I'm like, I want a sequel just to see what, are, what happens with this. 
but it's yeah. like the last scene. Um, so do you have letterbox reviews? Um, let me see. My letterbox was acting a little odd. Shit. Um, letterbox keeps cutting out on my phone here. So Crap. in other words, no. I had... Okay, here's one. Double shot J. I heard nothing but bad things. I'm kidding, buddy. Uh, hold on, let me... Wait, 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 wait. This one I thought was just kind of funny. It's a one-star review. It says... They use, there's not many good reviews on here, by the way. It says, They used their magic to make a boy woke. I'm glad he's not making <laughs> But they might as well That's use funny. it to finish their homework. It's dumb. One star. And I got 189 likes. And hold on, wait, wait. I had another one, but like my phone keeps screwing up. Uh, where's it at? Where is it at? I am choking. Okay, here. It's a two and a half star review, but it kind of gives a credit. It says, there's a lot to like about this movie. The first two thirds is quite interesting and really leads expectations of what's to come high. It is a real shame that these expectations are not met and it just all ends in a vague CGI battle for power. I hated the CGI in this movie, especially the auras are awful. Uh, it's a good thing there's not much of it all around, except for the last couple of minutes. Like I said, the ending didn't really make sense in any way for me because I didn't feel like that was the answer to the question we had been waiting for all along. It is sad that in the end, many interesting things that are presented to you during the movie do not get tied up. However, I really liked the concept of Lily falling in love with the high school bully after they rid him of the bad attitude. I wish they had done more with that and actually centered the rest of the move around this very interesting concept. So two and a half stars. Kind of pretty, kind of sort of like how I feel about the movie for the most part. So yeah, that is it. That has been Letterbox Refused with Cartley. Okay, so what are you going to rate this one? Um, honestly, like, I, I didn't mind it too much. I thought, in my opinion, it's above average. I gave it a 6.5 out of 10. Really? Yeah. Um, I thought this was, uh, a little below average. Oh, no. I, I think I might have gave it a 5 at first, but I'm gonna come in at a 4.5. Oh, no. Yeah, I didn't really think it was too good, personally. I very much just took it as, like, a teen movie and didn't really try to compare it to the craft or think about it in that realm and I, I think that helped me a bit but I feel your your rating is fair yeah yes so I don't really know what to do next week um do you know anything that's out right now um anything else I don't know a movie I've been wanting to do is that alone movie that I think Watson kept talking about but I don't know if that's available to watch anywhere. Yeah, we could do that. Okay, let's yeah. do that then. Um, so, Alone 2020 runs 98 minutes. Uh, it is about a recently widowed traveler is kidnapped by a cold-blooded killer only to escape into the wilderness where she is forced to battle against the elements as her pursuer closes in on her. That actually sounds good. So... That okay. actually played at our drive-in, but we didn't. I know, it was like a time didn't. where we were busy. Yeah. Uh, so that's what we'll do next week. Um, so we'll see you guys then. Peace. Take care. Oh, and also, just a side note. 
um th there's a couple of guys that were giving us feedback on the audio and stuff like that i've noticed that the music has been like way too high i adjusted it on the last episode so let me know if it's good if it needs to go lower i'm new at this like sort of thing i mean i edited audio before but um putting music on and stuff i, I i'm a little weird with that i like it sounds good to me but it's not about what it sounds like to me and then i've messed with some settings to try to get our voices to sound a little bit more clear i'm not i never changed any settings so i'm not sure why the settings would have changed from initially when we recorded to you know currently so i don't know but i'll keep messing with it just tell me what you guys especially watson if you're still listening you're like the audio guy tell me what i need to do because I, I want to make sure you guys are hearing us comfortably so with that said see you guys next time peace peace